When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of The Only News Source That Provides Anything and Everything Anime and Manga Related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. Okay, quickly before we get into the video, if you would hit that subscribe button and hit that bell to get notified, we drop new episodes of Forever News every Saturday, 12 p.m. EST, and throughout the week, we re-upload some of those segments into smaller bits for your viewing pleasure. Please hit them buttons. Let's get into the news, shall we? First up on the docket, we have some Naruto gaming-related news, and it's nothing to do with Shinobi Striker, and it's nothing to do with any of, well, it kind of is now that I think about it, some of the previous games Pretty much, we finally are seemingly getting little by little inklings of, in case you missed it, I've been talking about it for a little bit now, that there was some rumors, there was some trusted sources and leaks that came out, I believe, earlier in the year and said, fam, Naruto Storm 5 is coming from CyberConnect 2. Then shortly after that, we had seen a photograph released of the staff from CyberConnect 2 holding up copies of Demon Slayer, Hinokami Chronicles, and I believe... Road to Boruto or Boruto and Naruto related pictures or whatnot. So a lot of people were like, wait a minute, what is this? You know, the Storm game's been over for a minute now. The whole focus has been on Shinobi Strikers, whole different studio. Why is CyberConnect 2 all of a sudden all gung-ho about Naruto again? So you add that with the rumors and now this piece of information, more than likely, this is going to be the Storm 5 that we've been thinking is coming because according to this, it says, according to a recent article by Gematsu, by Bandai Namco Entertainment has trademarked Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections in Europe. Pretty much meaning that they're starting filing up the names for the next game. Now, this could be one or two different things. This could definitely be that Naruto Storm 5 would technically not be the right name for it. Because it would have to be Naruto Storm 5. And we already know that the next game ideally is going to go into Boruto. It's going to go heavy into Boruto. I'm going to assume it'll probably stop by the end of the Ishiki Otsutsuki arc. So that's probably where the game is going to lie. And more than likely that'll be the big thing if CyberConnect 2 is indeed working on this next Storm game. But this also could be, and I'm hoping not, but based on the title, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections, it could also potentially be some sort of re-release. I'm hoping that's not the case at all, but it could very well be like a compilation of all the Storm games in one. We know they've done that in the past. I know they did it in Japan. I'm not sure elsewhere where they did that at, but they have re-released Naruto Storm games in the past, but I'm really hoping that considering every Everything we've seen over the last year or so regarding Naruto Storm and CyberConnect 2 that this is the game and if they're filing the trademark now I'm gonna guess within the next couple years at the latest we will be seeing this next game but considering the Boruto anime was 2021 and that was what really lit up the title and whatnot I'm going to be hopeful 
that maybe if this game is indeed Naruto Storm Connections, the next installment in the Naruto Storm saga, so to speak, that this game is going to be coming out maybe with a trailer at the very least by the end of this year. It could very well be at Jump Festa that they're going to announce this, or it could be early 2023. But either way, I'm going to be hopeful that that's what this is because everything is leading me to believe that this is the next one. And I'm not going to lie, I am massively excited if this is indeed going to be the next installment in the Storm franchise because I love Naruto Storm. In fact, I love CyberConnect 2's whole model and engine in general. Pretty much the only game nowadays that I play is Demon Sayer Hinokami Chronicles anyway. So this would be freaking amazing. So yeah, keep that one in mind. Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections. That is whatever it is going to be. That is next up more than likely from CyberConnect 2. Let's just hope it's the next installment in Storm. The Storm 5 we've been waiting for, wanting, and I think rightfully deserve. It's been a long time since a new Naruto game came about that wasn't a gacha or wasn't DLC for Shinobi Striker. And shout out to Shinobi Striker. Yeah, clearly have been capable of holding it down this long. We want another Storm game. I want another Storm game. Yeah. Next up, Bleach fans. We got a couple of big pieces of Bleach news for starters. We spoke about it in a recent episode of Forever News that Taite Kubo was going to be doing an interview and also there was going to be some sort of special promotional poster that was going to be in one of the latest issues of Weekly Shonen Jump. Now, initially I just shrugged it off as like, oh, it's going to be cool. Ichigo with his Bankai or something crazy. Like, yeah, let's go. I didn't expect that it was going to actually dive into the lore of Bleach itself and it really makes me question like yo dog is Taite Kubo planning some sort of prequel or is there going to be some anime original stuff going way back to stuff that we didn't even necessarily get to explore in the manga because this poster before we get into the interview showcases the OG Gotei 13 including Captain Yamamoto back there you see him in his younger days and I'm not even going to lie all of these characters from is that Unohana? I want to say that's Unohana before she kind of calmed down a little bit but these designs dog Kubo please please Kubo whether it be Jump Plus or whatever if you want to give us this one shot manga or you want to do a full on serialized hey this is before it was Bleach or whatever the case may be by all means because these character designs the chick with the purple hair looks sick as hell the dude with the sword and the beard looks sick well there's a lot of dudes here but the, the, the one in the front with the fur around his neck he looks sick just in general wow wow what a, what a freaking poster right now this is something that okay i would import a copy of the you know magazine of jump to get a high quality of this one because this right here it's important it's actually the history of bleach and also very nicely done that they tied this in with one of the latest episodes of bleach where yeah something massively happened with somebody from the gote 13 so adding this in there kubo thank you th th that, that was freaking awesome not gonna lie but now let's jump into his interview because apparently this was an interview a couple of parts there's still more that has not been translated yet but this is between Morita Ichigo's voice actor Taita Kubo the creator of Bleach and the director of the Bleach Styles and Blood War anime Taguchi and they're talking about the first core of the Bleach Styles and Blood War anime for starters we got Morita the first time I saw it was in the recording studio and I remember being very surprised by the stylish images the shades of gray pink and white the contrast and the color scheme are beautiful and beautiful and the expression of gradation is very rich and nice is this the opening of an anime 
I was just amazed. Kubo said, the timing of the storyboard. I knew from that moment that it was going to be interesting. I was really looking forward to seeing the finished product because I had picked up a troop of flowers that had never been seen in previous openings. Was this director Togashi's idea? Taguchi said, yes. When I thought about how to differentiate it from previous openings, I wondered if I could differentiate it by incorporating flowers. The past openings were all cool, but I thought that the theme of the battle would be inevitably similar. The composition is such that many characters face off against the enemy in each cool episode. The story of Bleach of Thousand of Blood War has the same structure, but I wanted to make it something that has never been seen before. Was it director Taguchi's idea to use a limited color palette in the opening? Yes, that's right. I was conscious of differentiating this from the other openings, and I didn't want it to be buried among the many colors in the past images. I used this color because Thousand of Blood War stamped with bright and vivid red, purple, magenta. I thought that an opening with such sharp colors would fit Bleach as well. Flowers other than those of the 13 corpse also make an appearance. Taguchi said, It's called Gloriosa and it's Ichigo's flower. I suggested it to Kubo Sensei. Can I set it as Ichigo's flower? He answered, Yes, and it will look good on the screen. Gloriosa has a very beautiful meaning in the language of flowers. It means courage, bravery. I thought it was a good word to use to describe Ichigo as well as to describe the entire Thousand Year Blood War arc. Also, the shape of the flower is unique and it blooms in a flame-like form. I think this is also a point that attracts people to this work. Kubo said, The first step is to determine the overall flow and how much each story will be included in each episode. It was at a stage of series composition. At that time, I also informed them of my requests. For example, I told them that they could cut comedy scenes as they seem fit. So I'm going to throw the argument that maybe sometimes because Kubo and Bleach in general, Bleach isn't really like the haha funny show. Like it has its funny moments and whatnot, but I wouldn't be surprised if sometimes authors, they include certain things, you know, the reader polls and all of that stuff. And just in general to break the monotony of like, yo, dog, we just went 20 chapters of nothing but straight action. Maybe add a little joke in there or whatnot. So that's probably why Kubo is like, well, you could cut the comedy because a lot of this is going to be condensed anyways. We got 200 plus chapters going into 50 episodes comedy probably not the most necessary especially if the idea and image behind this is no this is a thousand year blood war this isn't you know what i'm saying anything typical and considering again it's going to be a lot faster paced than bleach ever was because you know back then they would new episode every week for a billion years nowadays they're not doing that so yeah you could throw the argument i, I like a little comedy here and there but i ain't mad at it at all at the end of the day you gotta cut what you gotta cut in an animation with sound if the comedy is the same as in the original work in the manga it would destroy the atmosphere after that we check the script for each episode and tell them i want this part to be like this or i want this scene to be included etc as appropriate I'm wondering if it's okay to be so opinionated. Dog, you the mangaka. Be opinionated. Taguchi said, No, I'm very eager to ask him to do so. There is a big difference when they have been checked by Kubo Sensei and when they have not, especially the dialogues. It's totally and completely different. It returns from Sensei as a real bleach. I thought I had grasped the character, so I constructed the original direction and lines of the animation and asked Sensei to confirm them. But when I read the lines he came back with, the nuances were completely different. So a scenario meeting was held. When the meeting started with his return, everyone in the room was like whoa 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 oh this is it this is it and like i said there's more to that interview that has not been translated yet but definitely it's a breath of fresh air and also mm, it explains a few things as to why bleach is thousand year blood war is so freaking good <laughs> they got kubo in on the ground levels on every aspect giving input like you know the characters need to act this way or whatnot him giving the okay like you could cut this out you could cut that out he 
gave them free reign essentially to cut out majority of the comedic aspects and again that's all you could really ask for from an adaptation right is to have the original creator involved in every step of the way and it sounds like they're having a great time and it sounds like they understood the importance of Bleach Estousing and Blood War returning to the screen in its proper form and yeah I don't know dope interview that post of the Gotei 13 the OGs though I, I can't get it off my mind right now like I need to see more of those characters I need that backstory immediately but shout outs to Taite Kubo and the Bleach Thousand and Blood War very interesting interview next up Hunter Hunter fans, fans of Yoshihiro Togashi. We got interesting word from, I believe it's actually not him. It's one of his assistants because in case you forgot, we spoke about it last week on Forever News that, yeah, pretty much Togashi has stepped away from doing majority of the commentary he would do and the author comments and whatnot. Like, Togashi pretty much hung it up and gave it to his assistant. So, it's no longer Togashi. However, we're still going to get insight about the creation process and all that stuff regarding Hunter Hunter from from his assistants and it says here Hunter Hunter's Yoshihiro Tagashi says it takes a week to redo a panel but it seems as though this comment in particular is about Tagashi himself saying something so that's good that he's not completely you know disappeared into the void so to speak Tagashi's still around according to this it says Hunter Hunter Yoshihiro Tagashi says it takes a week to redo a single panel Yoshihiro Tagashi's Hunter Hunter manga returned to serialization after a nearly four year hiatus on October 24th but its production has has been a grueling process according to Tagashi's reports. The manga creator tweeted last Wednesday that under his current system it takes a week to complete a retake of a single panel. He was referring to chapter 398 which he expects will be completed this Wednesday. Tagashi's been public about the health issues he's been dealing with for the past several years. Shortly after he launched a Twitter account to tease the manga's return he released a statement ahead of his exhibition in October that he was unable to sit in a chair for two years which made him unable to draw manga. It also takes him three to five Five times longer for him to do everyday movement so yeah that whole thing about retaking it takes a week to redo a freaking panel i could throw the argument of i see it considering the fact that first of all again we always got to take into account yoshihiro tagashi's health issues he's not a young dude anymore also he is kind of dealing with the way he's working half digital half analog so i would imagine especially if his staff that he has you know his assistants or whatnot are all dealing digitally yeah, I could see that taking a while because it takes a long time. Sometimes these authors, I, I remember I covered it in a video on my main channel about these authors giving their takes and interviews and whatnot about the creation process. Some of them, it takes them five days, six days to do the inks and whatnot. So if you got all of that prepared, yeah, redoing the panel, that also explains now that I think about it, why Hunter Hunter sometimes, especially in the past, like during the Chimera Ant arc or whatnot, would probably look a little bit more rough than you would expect because yeah if i didn't get it right right there it's going to take a whole lot of time to redo let's just keep moving forward and we'll correct it in the volume so i understand that method and idea if it's taking a damn week to redo a single panel and then, <laughs> yeah i couldn't even imagine that dog like that's one of the things why i always appreciate and respect artists and creators or whatnot because that's a lot of time for a single panel that more than likely 90 percent of people reading are just going to look at the panel and keep moving unless it's like a super gorgeous detailed you know face shot or something like that people are going to just 
skim over it and it takes a week to do that like a lot goes into creating manga but yeah people updates on Tagashi yet again more problems more issues yeah a week to redo a panel dog for an artist that sounds stressful next up yes people it finally happened the faded day has arrived the Tokyo Revengers manga has come to an end the final chapter came out and I'm not gonna lie I'm gonna be very honest with you I am very scared skeptical and worried about whenever I do go back to finish the manga because everybody that I've heard has said that that is one of the worst endings of a manga people that hate Attack on Titans endings say that yo Attack on Titans ending makes this ending look bad which is kind of crazy because if you think you, you, you get what I'm saying like yeah Tokyo Revengers ending has not been met with any sort of critical praise but apparently even though the manga is over it's not quite over and I'm fully expected it considering that Tokyo Revengers makes a lot of money on manga sales it sells a lot of manga volumes so you can have your hate about the anime you can have your hate about the manga itself but it sells very well and that's probably why even though it's ending or it's ended it didn't end yeah, let's read. Tokyo Revengers manga gets special arc Tokyo Revengers extra spin-off serialization. This year's 51st issue of Kodansha's weekly shonen magazine revealed on Wednesday that manga creator Ken Wakui will reveal a special arc for his Tokyo Revengers manga at a large-scale exhibition in Roppongi, Tokyo around November 2023. The magazine also revealed that it is serializing Ken Wakui's Tokyo Revengers extra spin-off manga based on his Tokyo Revengers series. The eight-chapter Tokyo Revengers extra manga follows the founders of the Tokyo Manji gang the first chapter is titled the wounded tiger the extra manga chapters were originally bundled with the Tokyo Avengers anime blu-ray disc and DVD releases the manga ended on Wednesday and yeah so it looks like there's going to be eight extra chapters that are going to be coming out that were already previously released in terms of they were bundled with blu-rays and i'm sure they gotta be available online now like everything does but yeah tokyo avengers i wouldn't be surprised honestly if he comes back with another addition to tokyo avengers whether it be another character that is a time leaper or something along the lines of that because i'm gonna just say it that it makes a lot of freaking money and opposed to weekly shonen jump because tokyo avengers is in weekly shonen magazine magazine this is a smaller publication to put it into perspective if jump sells like a million copies per issue or whatnot weekly shonen magazine sells like 500 600,000 so that's the difference in terms of readership in terms of popularity and all that good stuff so with weekly shonen magazine the problem they have too is that they don't see as many hits as weekly shonen jump so when they get a hit it's imperative that they stick with it. <laughs> a la Seven Deadly Sins still getting anime adaptations all these years later. And it's also why I feel like Attack on Titan is not going to be over following the anime. Because yeah, when they get a bread and butter, they usually want to eat. So I wouldn't be surprised if the reason why they're serializing these chapters. One, of course, hey, it's over now. People are still going to want to, you know, get a little bit more of a fix. So might as well shove those chapters in. But also, I wouldn't be surprised a year from now, two years from now, Ken Wakui returns with another Tokyo Revengers whether it be with these characters or using the same concept and you see these characters around it just feels like Weekly Shonen Magazine when they get a hit they would be kind of silly to let it go I mean look how long Fairy Tale went right and Fairy Tale had a lot of hate and criticism especially from like midway on so yeah Tokyo Revengers eight more bonus chapters incoming it is over but I wouldn't say it's over until like Ken Wakui is I don't know two series away creating new manga or something like that I just feel like there would be more I don't know 
Again, I feel like Takamichi's story and Mikey and them is probably going to be over, but maybe not the whole world of Tokyo Avengers. I could be off on that. But either way, Tokyo Avengers ends. Eight bonus chapters that were previously released with Blu-rays will be coming. And yeah, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. It's sad to see it end considering the fact that everyone's like, it's shit at the end. So... Yeah. Also, a quick nod to the issue of Weekly Shonen Magazine with the final chapter that had a lineup of majority of the main characters from Tokyo Avengers. That is a nice cover to go out seeing all of, you know, the Tokyo Majin gang and just in general. I don't know. Yeah, I am going to miss Tokyo Avengers. Uh, I'll probably stay anime only until it completely goes through the manga. I, I don't know. It's going to be a toss up for me. Huge news for Dragon Ball fans. I ain't going to lie. I've been waiting i've been wondering i've been hoping i've been searching okay i haven't been doing all that now but yeah dragon ball fans if you've been wondering what's going on with the dragon ball super manga when is it going to return what is going to be the next contents i got you covered i got all of the news on what's happening with the dragon ball super manga because it's been on hiatus what a couple of months now since pretty much post the dragon ball superhero film coming over here to the west it went on a hiatus after that massive reveal with a certain villain I'm not going to get into spoilers. Don't worry. A lot of fans have been on edge like, yo, when is it coming back? What's going to happen? And some might be disappointed by this. I'll be honest. I'm being a little optimistic on what they're going to do with this because it almost feels like to a certain degree it's late timing and what they're doing with the manga now you're probably like what late time what are you talking about well let's get into it for starters it just says here news dragon ball super manga returns next month on december 20th so no chapter this month yet again if you're a fan of you know manga from v jump you're pretty much boruto or you're assed out you know what i'm saying so that's one of the cases when it comes to the manga it will be returning december 20th it's about time. I'm ready for more. You left me on a massive cliffhanger. You left me with some really epic setup and buildup. I am ready for this. But the news that's kind of going to make you feel like, oh, damn. So we're getting like manga filler in a way, some might say. Because according to this, it says a new arc begins. Goten and Trunks will become superheroes. All eyes on the duo. Expect to see a lot of Gohan and Piccolo in the manga. Story is prequel to superhero events that happened just before the movie. So, okay, hold up. This is actually going to be great. In the middle of me doing coverage, I kind of just put two and two together to realize, wait a minute, I forgot. The Dragon Ball superhero film takes place way after Granola. Like, Oh my god, I had a lot of people telling me like, oh, you know, this is probably going to just be filler. Why even do a prequel to the Dragon Ball superhero film? Who cares? But just think about it for a second. This is right here, Red Herring. So for starters, you got me hyped just in general. Like, we're seeing the character designs and we're about to see Goten and Trunks finally looking older, being pivotal and important to the manga. Something that we've been asking for. So I'm very excited about that. Like I said, I'm being optimistic here. I'm very excited about that. On top of the fact that throwing in the super hero motif again i've never been a big fan of like the great saiyan man stuff again the superhero film was dope but it wasn't like great saiyan man centric you know what i'm saying it was just being a hero being a father being what you need to be or whatever so i'm not the most gung-ho about goten and trunks becoming superheroes but the whole 
cliffhanger and shit like that it basically seems like the dragon ball super manga is doing a time skip it, that's what it clearly tells me if that this takes place before dragon ball superheroes but it's more than likely going to take place after the granola the survivor stuff so it could possibly be as follows basically we start off we get gold tenant trunks which we've all been asking for in the manga a breakaway from the goku and vegeta show all of that stuff that's probably going to be pivotal and it'll probably lead and tie back into all of the stuff with frieza and everything else with maybe the universes and whatnot i don't think that this is a bad move either in fact i think that this is going to tie and surprise a lot of people in a major way yes it's not going to be post dragon ball superhero which kind of makes me worry like are they gonna make dragon ball superhero the cap on dragon ball super are they gonna use that as like nah that's the end point right there we have an end point and we're gonna just work our way towards that but yeah this is actually going to be very exciting i'm much so looking forward to this because again for some reason i forgot that dragon ball superhero took place after the granola the survivor stuff so i'm like wait a minute did it take place before so we're gonna this is going to be great i am very excited about this i think that they're going to use this to exciten things up freshen things up we don't have to because some people have always wanted like yo maybe we could get a go tenant trunk spinoff manga we don't need it <laughs> they're more than likely going to actually do something new and exciting and i'm here for it i don't know i'm, I'm optimistic as hell so dragon ball super returns december 20th more than likely it's going to be time skipping from where we left off with the granola the survivor stuff and frieza and all that and we're gonna go right before the dragon ball superhero film which still could lend to a whole bunch of stuff i'm imagining maybe we're gonna see some new transformations maybe goten and trunks aren't going to look as useless as they did in gt and just in general yeah i don't know this is great news to me personally i'm not gung-ho about the superhero stuff but we'll see how it works out either way dragon ball super returning the manga december 20th alongside goten and trunks being pivotal as heroes and i think this is going to be a good thing unless they decide to like redo the dragon ball superhero movie into the manga that would be a mistake and i don't think they're going to go down that route so yeah i'm gonna hold my breath on that actually happening i think this is going to be awesome i'm looking forward to it go ten and trunks heroes before superhero but after more than likely the events of granola the survivor this is a win and a little bit more to spice up things with the dragon ball super franchise in general that there's rumors i'm gonna leave it as rumors some people say they're trusted sources but just to be on the safe side we'll keep it as rumors that apparently we spoke about the rumors of a web anime and the anime's return we got here that it says web anime in 2023 likely not a continuation of super the eps will be 23 minutes produced as weekly eps may change later new staff announcement soon and also the tv anime later maybe in 2023 itself or for the 40th anniversary so they're already in production on a couple of different anime tv anime well not tv anime one is a web anime and then the tv anime i have no idea what they could do with this web anime i'm just really really hoping that it's nothing like the dragon ball superhero stuff and i'm not referring to the movie i'm talking about you know the card based anime that is like one-offs and stuff like that that has no relation to anything i don't think that's what they're gonna go for because again these are full-on 23 minute web episodes but i'm very curious is it going to be some sort of spin-off series again we got the manga going into this go tenant trunk stuff maybe they're going to do a full-on web anime of a go tenant trunk spin-off that would be massively big I'm, I'm just saying but yeah it looks like we got the anime incoming at the very least with this web anime in 2023 and we might get the tv anime late 2023 or just in general for the 40th anniversary and that's gonna be big i ain't gonna lie dragon ball super anime returning let's see it okay people it's been a little quiet for one piece's live action netflix adaptation we know that it's been made we know that they're working on it i'd imagine they're probably in 
post-production now, you know, getting all the green screen right, all of the CGI and everything needed to make it all come together. So I'm imagining that's the stage that they're at right now. But if you're feeling skeptical about this series, I got one more thing I could tell you guys. If you've been following, you know that there's a lot of good elements surrounding it. There's a lot of creatives that really care. There's a lot of people that actually want this thing to be good. So that was something already that I had a little bit of faith in this thing, right? But then now we got we got the director of the Netflix original One Piece live action talking about Oda's involvement in the One Piece live action. And based on what he said, it sounds like if this one turns out bad, they really gave it their all. And what I mean by that is in this little mini interview, basically the director said that Oda has been on site and he will literally straight up say, yo, dog. That's not what I was trying to convey there. You're doing it wrong. So basically, Oda is very much so making sure to keep it in line so that we don't have all of a sudden characters acting completely out of character of what we've known to love and grow with, with the cast and whatnot. It looks like they're actually having Oda to the point of like, no, you're making this wrong. And he's actually correcting things. So that is a big win and a little bit more to feel like, okay, Oda is involved very deep into this process. If this fails, if this turns out bad, it's just that it turned out bad. Because if you got somebody, like, this isn't Dragon Ball Evolution. And in case you don't know about Dragon Ball Evolution, one of the worst live-action adaptations for any anime or manga in existence or whatnot. One of the things that made people confident, but then they were duped, was that, oh, Toriyama is involved. And they had, like, a very great director or whatever. But everybody that was supposedly involved in the production of Dragon Ball Evolution, that would have made you feel comfortable it was all on paper none of these people were there shooting in mexico they lied about the budget they said it was 100 million dollars find out it's only a 30 million dollar budget toriyama wasn't there he just wrote after the fact like oh that's different he wasn't there so the fact that oda is on set on scene directing telling them no you got this wrong that means that we have a little bit more faith in this thing am i saying that it's going to be a masterpiece it's going to be better than the manga no <laughs> like there's possibilities anything can happen but that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is that the heart of the show the creator himself is very heavily involved so that's a good sign right and since we're in the ballpark of talking some one piece we got an update on one piece film reds success over here in the west we know that it pretty much in its opening weekend surpassed the gross of any one piece film prior over here in the west again i said like i believe film gold did like half a million or less than half a million in its full run then stampede did like 1.3 million in its full run this one opening weekend did like damn near close to 10 million dollars so blowing past the competition let's see the update one piece film red crosses u.s 12.7 million dollars the One Piece film red anime crossed U.S. $12,768,073 in its second week in the United States, ranking at number 8 at the U.S. box office. According to Box Office Mojo, the film earned an estimated $483,000 on Friday, $559,000 on Saturday, and $405,000 on Sunday, earning a total of $1.447 million over the weekend. Box Office Mojo lists the film's worldwide gross as as 
$41. So goddamn worldwide One Piece Film Red has made $150 million. Oh my god. The film earned US $9 million. Okay, we already spoke about that in its first three days of what it did in the opening weekend. But yeah, it's safe to say that One Piece Film Red is the biggest One Piece film of all time. A lot of controversy. If you watch my review over on my main channel, um, I spoke about pretty much some of the problems that people have with the actual film. Personally, I stand by that. If this isn't the best One Piece film, it's up there. Like, between art, animation, the story itself. The only problem people have had with the One Piece film Red is that there's some singing in it. But the problem that I'm looking at, their problem, is that, dog, it's kind of the point. It's one of the, you know, main antagonist's abilities, like music. So, yeah, you're gonna hear music, and you can't be mad at a movie about a character using music. Like, th there's gonna be music. And in all honesty, 12.7 million in the U.S. already, that is literally 10 times more than the last One Piece film did, Stampede. But above all else, I didn't even realize until I got into the meat of this thing, we got $150 million. Dog, they, they definitely gonna squeeze out at least one or two more One Piece films before all is said and done. I'm gonna place my bets on two more two more one piece films at the very least three max after three i don't know because yeah they've been doing one piece films what like every couple years whatever we had stampede in 2019 then of course you got to take into account the whole pandemic and stuff like that so took three years in between one piece stampede and film red i'm guessing probably 2024 the latest maybe late 2024 we'll get the next one piece film because 150 million dollars they're not gonna look past that and be like oh yeah they're gonna go for more baby like big shout outs to one piece film red i i can't even believe it. 150 million wow and still going when it's all said and done it has potential to do 175 maybe even 200 worldwide outside of us because obviously us we probably already peaked it out which is abnormal like yo dog we did 10 times more than stampede that's nuts next up quick update for demon slayer again more updates on the dlc for the demon slayer hinokami chronicles game basically demon slayer the hinokami chronicles game adds gyotaro we spoke about it last week but aniplex began streaming a trailer for sega's demon slayer hinokami chronicles kimetsu no yaiba game and it reveals that the game will add gyotaro as paid dlc on wednesday in japan it is already out as you're watching this right now i have played as gyotaro he plays very similar to ah what's his name the spider guy the the spider demon he plays similar to him and the character dlc pack included yeah tengen uzui tanjiro kamado from the entertainment district arc so yeah pretty much it is out now you can go and play it and i ain't gonna lie i've been having a blast every time this is one of the few games that whenever they do release dlc for it kind of gets me a little reinvigorated to play the game again and yeah i ain't gonna lie i'm not mad at this one at all i hope if they are going to continue with dlc for this game that it's not too far off although i'd imagine they're probably gonna wait until after the anime comes out with its next batch of episodes for season three then probably we'll get more but yeah demon Slayer here in comic chronicles you should play it it's a lot of fun I play with my family all the time and now they added in Daki's brother Yutaro. Next up, if you've been waiting for the author of Katekyo Hitman Reborn to get back to Katekyo Hitman Reborn, you're gonna be waiting a lot longer considering, well, first of all, the manga ended, but also they're seemingly seeing some success with their newest series that honestly hasn't been talked about that much. I've mentioned it here or there, but it's not all that widely known. I believe it's called Detective Ron Komonohashi. Basically, yeah, it's getting an anime. New Weibo posts have emerged over Ron Komonohashi, the 
deranged detective getting a TV anime adaptation. Nothing is yet known or confirmed for the series, so wait for further information. But yeah, everything I've been hearing is that Ron Komonohashi is getting an anime. And I'm a little more excited for this one than I was with the previous series that the author of Hitman Reborn. Because they had like another series that was in Jump Plus. And yeah, I didn't really care. I can't even remember the name of it. And I reviewed the first episode or two. But yeah, I'm more so looking forward to this one. I remember reading a bit of the first chapter. I love the art. And it seemed a little bit more mature to a certain degree. It still had some of that Tsunayoshi Sabada wackiness from Kiteki Hitman Reborn. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. I'm definitely more than likely not going to read the manga before I check out the anime. But the anime, if they do a good job, uh, Kiro Mano is great. Kiteki Hitman Reborn was awesome. So I'm hopeful that this one is going to be different from Reborn because we had Reborn. And on top of that, that other series was kind of in the same vein in a way. It felt very wacky in the beginning. I wouldn't be mad at seeing a different side of Akira Mano's writing capabilities of, yeah, write something a little more serious, a little more edgier, and let's see what happens. But yeah, people, creator of Kotekyo Himera Born has a new anime incoming, Ron Komonohashi, Deranged Detective. Okay, next up, it's not necessarily in the realm of anime and manga, but to a certain degree, if you order anime and manga merchandise like myself, this may impact you in a way, to a certain degree, I guess you would say, because apparently Amazon is about to lay off 10,000 employees. In fact, depending on what departments this is in, it also could affect something of the licensing of anime in general. We just don't know exactly what department. Let's actually take a look and see what department so we can know exactly what this is going to affect. Amazon has begun laying off employees this week and it is reportedly planning to lay off about 10,000 people in the corporate and technology jobs. This includes the Amazon Devices Organization for Alexa, Retail Division, and Human Resources. The number 10,000 represents about 3% of Amazon's corporate employees and less than 1% of its global employees. Sales trends for the holidays are gravitating towards brick and mortar retail shops over online retailers. That's interesting. That's a first in a while. Earlier this year, Amazon raised the annual subscription price of its Amazon Prime service from 119 to 139 and its monthly subscription price from, from $12.99 to $14.99. The company plans to triple the amount of original shows and movies that debut on the Amazon Prime video streaming service. I doubt that. I, I don't know. Or are they going to even be good considering? Dog, they're getting rid of 10,000 people. Amazon revealed in its quarter four earnings report that it earned $137 billion in quarterly revenue and increase over the previous year's $125 billion. The company reported profits of $14.3 billion, almost double the previous year's profits of $7.2 billion. So all of that profit and you're firing 10,000 people and then on top of that, you're going to triple the output. That sounds like a recipe of disaster. And again, I'm wondering who's going to be handling the anime sections, you know, for all the merchandising stuff, the licensing titles for their Amazon Prime stuff. They don't do many, but they usually get the good ones. So this is going to be interesting to see. Like, I don't know. I guess it's just bottom line capitalism because at the end of the day, there doesn't seem to be a reason if you're doubling profits to knock off 10,000 employees. I'm just saying. Next up, got some update for Black Clover fans in particular for Black Clover Games. Now, a lot of people have been highly anticipating, especially me, the upcoming Black Clover mobile game. The graphics look great. The gameplay looks like it's going to be so much fun. But a lot of people have been like, okay, what, what, what's going on here? I believe it's supposed to be coming out next year. But now we got more information on it. It says here, Gar to publish Black Clover Mobile Rise of the Wizard King game globally. Publisher Garena announced on Wednesday that it will publish the Black Clover M Rise of the Wizard King mobile game in select markets globally. Closed beta testing is scheduled to begin in the next few weeks. The company
company streamed the trailer. Trailer looked pretty cool. And the game will launch worldwide in the first half of 2023 for iOS and Android as a free-to-play game with in-app purchases. The game was originally scheduled for worldwide release in 2022, but the game developer Vic Game Studios decided to delay its release to further improve the game's quality. And I ain't mad at that at all. Get it right. And the game will support English, traditional Chinese, Japanese, Korean, and Spanish language options. So ain't that bad because, yeah, it's being delayed. But at the end of the day, if they're delaying it to get it right and they're going to be releasing it globally and it's going to be the first half of 2023, I'm not mad at it at all. It's not like I'm chomping at the bit like, I need a mobile game immediately. But if there's a mobile game that can get me back in, aside from like Bleach Brave Souls, which I stay away because, yeah, I'm not trying to spend a million dollars anymore on <laughs> Bleach Brave Souls. But, uh, yeah, this would be probably the game to get me in. So I'm not mad at waiting for it at the release. We know that we got a publisher that's going to be bringing it worldwide. Got to wait for it, I guess, right? But yeah, first half of 2023. Let's go. Quick update for Chainsaw Man fans. Again, as we report every week on the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, Chainsaw Man manga is doing numbers because according to this now, Chainsaw Man by Tatsuki Fujimoto has already reached 20 million copies in circulation with 12 volumes according to Ametok TV program. So we hit 20 million in circulation. I believe when the anime started, it was at like 6 was it 16 or 18 million somewhere around there, but yeah, we've already seen millions of sales and they had to include the latest one from Chainsaw Man 2 cuz it was originally 11, now 12, but 20 million copies and one of the hottest anime airing right now. Jeez, Louise. It'll definitely be in the top 10 for 2022's highest selling manga no doubt about it it has to be in there i just don't know if it'll be top five because it had a long period of no volumes being sold and we're only at the last couple of months before we have the quarterly switch to the next fiscal year that we're getting all these sales and so if it's not top 10 top five this year it will 100 be next year because we're only six episodes out and the fiscal year changes like any week now so somewhere in november we'll be in the fresh week and all of those new sales that are still coming in are going to be accumulated for next year's you know big 2022 biggest manga sales and whatnot but yeah 20 million in circulation baby let's go chainsaw man chainsaw man pretty good update for once for production ig and wit studio in particular for wit studio because it's been a little bit sad for wit studio despite the fact that they've been putting out banger after banger ranking of kings was incredible their work will always and forever be iconic with attack on titans first three seasons and production ig has a legacy of its own but in particular wit studio has been going through some financial issues for a while now we know that they lost the rights to attack on titan for the last few seasons we know that they had to give up the rights to villain saga to another studio studio mappa as well so wit studio they've been rough i think it was announced that they were like four million dollars or 4.4 million something like crazy like that in the hole and it was a little skeptical so it's nice to hear some good news for studio wit in particular regarding overseas production ig wit studio producers are very happy about overseas collabs production ig producer hiroshi ito and wit studio producer tetsuya nakatake gave some insight into the current state of overseas collaborations at tiffcom's global strategies of japanese animation studios our positive global strategies seminar overall they welcome overseas partnerships and especially appreciate the 
arrangements with fellow otaku who understand Japanese anime's appeal. Before they went into the details, they gave some context about different kinds of collaborations they work with. They started with animators. This is the most common circumstances in which overseas talent applies to anime. Digitizing the animation process makes it easier to incorporate work drawn remotely into the typical production pipeline. Many animators use Clip Studio Paint, which is easy to use and affordable. It is also easier than ever now to scout talent on social media. Both producers remarked on how they've been able to find some remarkably skilled artists this way from countries like China, France, Taiwan, and Brazil. Many of these young animators are in their 20s, have grown up with anime available via streaming, and are incredibly passionate about what they draw. In the producer's own words, they possess passionate otaku hearts. The producers commented that despite overseas market growth, it is still a challenge for anime creators to create something that can appeal to otaku and ensure it reaches them. In that sense, things haven't changed since anime only catered to Japanese audiences. At the same time, Japanese studios are increasingly being asked to create anime based on foreign IPs such as Star Wars. The producers expect to see more Hollywood creators inspired by anime in the future. So it seems as though they're really excited about the West basically putting money in their pockets. And I'll be honest with you, I'm hoping that they're excited about these collaborations because maybe this money that is coming from overseas is helping to pad their pockets a little bit considering again, despite banging out just, again, Ranking of Kings is amazing. The first three seasons of Attack on Titan is God tier. Villain Saga season one is a certified classic. Studio Wit has put in the work and unfortunately the times haven't been kind to them. So to see that they're at the very least seeing some type of success and they're enjoying working with overseas animators and stuff like that is a good sign. It's a good sign because Studio Wit, they definitely should be a studio that is protected at all costs, so to speak. They shouldn't go under because they're very talented. They've created some masterpieces and I'm hoping that this overseas collaboration and whatever monies that they're obtaining from, you know, doing adaptations of like Hollywood stuff, Star Wars or whatever, helps them. They they need it and they deserve it because Studio Wit are incredible. Next up, and so it begins, people, in case you missed it in a recent episode of Forever News, we spoke about that pretty much a very iconic and popular voice actor done roles like, you know, Griffith from Berserk, Ghetto from Jujutsu Kaisen, Reagan and Mob Psycho 100. This man has a long list of roles. He's in pretty much all of the popular stuff right now, but there was a massive scandal that came out that apparently he was cheating on his wife for 10 years. The woman that he was cheating on his wife with allegedly didn't know about the cheating for 10 years, as hard as that is to believe, and ultimately she ended up in the hospital after finding out the news of what this guy Sakurai has been doing. So, in case you don't know, in Japan, a scandal like that destroys your career. It's over. They'll remove you from everything. Like, they really go hard when it comes to infidelity, especially when it comes to marriage. So, when I first heard about this, I was like, no! First of all, sympathies and everything towards everybody involved in this situation. The wife, the mistress that didn't realize she was a mistress. All of that stuff. What Sakurai was doing was dirty. However, it looks like they're going to be removing him from everything and it's already begun. Because according to this, Takahiro Sakurai will no longer appear at Jujutsu Kaisen event at Jump Festa. The official Twitter account for Jump Festa's 2023 event announced last Friday that voice actor Takahiro Sakurai will no longer attend the event's Jujutsu Kaisen stage talk show panel. The panel is slated for December 17th and of course Sakurai voiced the character Suguru Geto in the Jujutsu Kaisen anime and yeah we're starting to see the fallout already. He's not coming to certain um, events. Now it doesn't necessarily specify that he's been banned, that they told him not to come but if we're seeing any inklings more than likely they're probably, if they don't give him a pass 
because of how important he is. He's just in so much stuff. The Slime series, Mob Psycho. Like, he's in a lot of things. Jujutsu Kaisen. If they don't completely wipe him off, then they're going to probably tell him, lay low for a little bit. Be quiet. Don't go in any public places or whatnot. Like a big event like Jujutsu Kaisen at Jump Festa. And then we'll sweep it under the rug. There's only two ways to go about this. Either wipe him off the map or they're going to let it die down a little bit. And then let him return back to work. Because he's too pivotal. He's very freaking important. He's in too many anime. They might not want to pull the plug on 50 different titles. Because of Sakurai's extramarital affairs. Now granted what he did again. I got to stress. Messed up. Wrong. 10 years of doing dirt like that absolutely uncalled for but to affect him in the workplace that's always a slippery slope let me know what you think about that okay people next up let's jump into the weekly shonen jump in weekly shonen magazine author comments courtesy of jose underscore k and for starters we got shonen jump let's jump straight into hajime komodo from marshall magic and muscles i'm looking forward to the ryzen fighting event at the end of the year good luck kaber no idea what he's talking about but yolo then we got yoshihiro tagashi staff member from hunter hunter staff member tanahana here it sure is getting cold everyone please take good care of your health so even without tagashi we're still getting health related uh notes cool beans M maybe that's actually tagashi himself just pretending like he don't want no more backlash or something i don't know uh hro Oda, creator of one piece i bought a new barbecue gas stove and i'm currently training in the art of cooking meat with convective heat transfer i can't wait to feed everyone we got gege akutami author of jujutsu kaisen i thought i was eating an umaibo snack but when i opened it it was fugashi snack and i got disappointed but then i ate it and it was good okay <laughs> and yeah it's a little bit of a dry week not too many authors from jump to really uh that are you know noteworthy of what we talk about over here uh to comment on but then we also have the weekly shonen magazine author comments so let's jump into it we got mune yuki kanashiro author of blue lock equinox has arrived great work pantalasa the 10 show fall 2022 races were awesome ken wakui author of tokyo revengers to the readers and everyone who supported the series thank you so much only one more chapter left and that chapter has arrived already because this is a little bit older so yeah uh r.i.p to tokyo revengers i guess and shout outs to ken wakui for getting it done he he got the job done at the end of the day he finished it all right <laughs> then we got nakamo suzuki author of four nights of the apocalypse it feels like when i get the chance to look at a calendar it's only when that year is about to end maybe i should refrain from looking i really don't look at calendars unless it's like on my phone i don't know we got hiromashima author of eden zero the curry meal food series is really tasty no wonder a bunch of people recommended it why is everybody talking about food what, what what's going on is this the food arc of author comments uh k urana author of gachi aquata Bayonetta is incredible. I love that game. Real messy with what's happening with the VA, but I love that game. And we'll close it off with Nonko from Kanan-sama. Yep, still addicted to grapes even now. I remember reading that author comment. And yeah, those were the Weekly Shonen Jump and Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. A little bit of a speed through here, but not the most authors and not the most to say. But let's close this out with the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of Joe underscore Ken. And we start off at... 50 through 41 and all the way at dead last is the latest volume of people people pee volume 5 in three days 12,239 ah that's not great at all uh, I, i'm gonna be honest with you now maybe this is one of those things that they're hoping that the anime gives it the big boost that it needs but five volumes in doing 12,000 in three days again it's not a battle series so it's not going to accumulate sales immediately but we've seen big examples of non-battle series like that Ruri dragon for example that does well off the rip so I, I, i'm hoping that ppp can last which i think it will to get that anime adaptation because once that anime comes i think that those 
sales will skyrocket. It's a really good manga. Uh, then we got 48 Spy Family Volume 9 with again 12,000. Um, let's see here. We got a bunch of newbies here. What's Trillion Game? That looks interesting. 10 days, 13,000, 23,000 total. We got Mission Yozakura Family Volume 15 in three days, 13,336. Again, not great either, especially 15 volumes deep, but a lot of these ones is hey let's see if the anime can shake things up then we got places 40 through 31 speaking of Ruri dragon again and this came out october 4th so we're well over a month after and it sold 16,000 this week bringing its total to 134,000 copies sold big congrats to Ruri dragon i don't know what's the future for this one if it's just going to be a manga plus thing moving forward but big big congrats we got one piece volume 103 um, at number 38 with 16,542 almost 2 million I'm gonna say yeah it'll hit 2 million before it leaves I think at the very least it's doing decent enough and it's close enough at 1.954 it'll hit 2 million then we got Oshinoko from the writer of Kaguya-sama Love is War and I believe it's a different artist if I'm not mistaken uh, we got 16,000 123,000 total 19 days not bad not bad we got Ayakashi Triangle's latest volume volume 11 and 3 days 23,000 1,479. Even when getting moved to Jump Plus, Ayakashi Triangle has been selling very well. Shout out to Ayakashi Triangle. Then we got a 31 Witch Watch Volume 8, 24,000 three days. That's pretty freaking good for eight volumes. That's really good considering I don't hear much about Witch Watch either. Uh, then we got places 30 through 21, very, very packed with stuff. Blue Lock Volume 21, the latest volume in 21 days, 169,000. Pretty good. We got Chainsaw Man Volume 10 and 11, selling roughly 20. 5,000 a piece bringing both of them up to 855,000 a piece we got my hero academia volume 36 still kicking a month later 25,631,000 total not bad at all actually <laughs> very very impressive uh chainsaw man again volume 9 with 25,000 we got kaguya sama love is war is this the final volume if not it's close to with 25,000 this week bringing his total to 175 and we got more chainsaw man volume 8 7 all of them did about like 25, 26,000. Uh, then we got the Elusive Samurai, volume 8, three days, 27,658. This is another series that I don't hear too much murmurings about, but it's doing a lot better than the other ones, and it's eight volumes in, so not bad. And then rounding out at 21, Chainsaw Man, volume 6, with 27,000, almost 28,938,000 total. When it's all said and done, every volume will be a million plus. I'm calling it easy. Uh, then we got places 20 through 11. We got, let's see here, whole bunch of Chainsaw Man from 19 to 15 is all Chainsaw Man doing 29, 30, 32, 33, 34. So yeah, a lot of Chainsaw Man, but that anime is doing wonders. <laughs> it's doing what it's supposed to do. Then we got at number 12, Kinukiman, which I'm still shocked they're releasing new volumes in three days 38,000 I'm wondering if it's like super old heads that are buying the new Kinukiman volumes like is it just like you know a fucking 50 year old hopping into the store and grabbing the new comic that's interesting I ain't gonna lie shout out to Kinukiman then we got a number 11 Sakamoto days in three days 45,000 
Sakamoto days, man. I love to see it selling well. It's outdoing clearly majority of the other stuff and jump that's not like, you know, super successful. So Sakamoto days is out of here. 45,000 in three days. That's great. And we got top 10, top 10, top 10, top 10. We got at number 10, the latest offering from Chainsaw Man volume 12. Still running with 46,000 this week, bringing his total to 473. I am very interested to see if during its duration, the Chainsaw Man volume outdoes My Hero's latest volume. Because when My Hero initially came out, it sold more the first two weeks and maybe even three weeks. I can't remember if on the third week or not. But so right now it's at 631 while Chainsaw Man is at 473. But Chainsaw Man is still selling very heavy. This anime right now is doing wonders for it. So I'm interested to see when it's all said and done if the latest Chainsaw Man outdoes the latest My Hero. Then we got, and I didn't even realize this was on the list, the latest offering of Black Clover in three days, volume 33, 60,767. I can't recall what does that measure up to in terms of for the other Black Clover volumes, considering that's only three days, not too bad. I figure in a week, maybe 75, 80 in a, in a full week. I might be off on that, but yeah, that's not the greatest in the world. Black Clover was doing like a buck plus a first week in some volumes back in the day, so it's aight, it's aight, and considering it was on hiatus, a lot of people forgetting about it, this is a good return, I'm, I'm gonna say it's a good return, uh, number six, by family volume 10, 66,000, 1.2 mil, almost 1.3, geez, we got Blue X's first volume in a while, volume 28, three days on sale, 74,112, that is great for Blue X's returning, uh, again, I, I feel like it was on hiatus for forever, or maybe there was a volume that released in between it, um, we're in top five and everything here is bangers. We got the latest One Punch Man, volume 27, three days, 134,000, big, big wins. Kaiju number eight, volume eight, in three days, 230,000. Yo, those Jump Plus titles, if you could get a title on Jump Plus to bang, for whatever reason, they just sell, man. 230,000, eight volumes in, no anime. Then top two is a whole different ballgame, dog. Whole different ballgame. Hunter Hunter, volume 37, in three days. 533,000. That's a cult following. That's literally that. Yo, dog, we don't care. We just want more Hunter Hunter. That's crazy because those are chapters that came out a couple years ago now. And it's at that. That astronomical. I always gonna wonder, man, if Hunter Hunter never, you know, was like what Tagashi did with all the hiatuses, would it have been King? Could it have rivaled One Piece? World may never know. One Piece volume 104, the latest volume with that awesome cover. Three days, 1.1 mil. One Piece has gone up. I'm calling it right now. In three days, 1.1. I remember a few volumes back. In three days, it was like not even at a million yet. And I was wondering if it would even hit a million in a full week. In three days, this did 1.1. Great job to Oda. Shoutouts to Oda. Shoutouts to One Piece. And this was a very eventful top 50. A lot to pack in. Let me know your thoughts on it. But that's all I have for this one. I'm Forever World. And as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule. Anime and manga for life, boy. Have an awesome day. Peace in. And you guys just watched another episode of Whatever you have an awesome day subscribe and hit that bell to get more yeah i have a dream alone in my room as i sit with the tea couldn't possibly think what i often see and you don't even know how i often blink lights be flashing and looking at me such an odd unique yet i'm so unique and you're looking at me if the walls could talk they would probably be bleak and i'd probably say bitch get the fuck off me